Hey everybody, welcome to Truth Talks TV. I am extremely excited because we have a panel of some amazing women that we are so extremely excited to introduce to you. Yes. So yes. ladies, yes. let us know who you are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hi everybody, this is Kendella Nisano by the name of The Remix Coach. I'm so honored to be a part of uh, this panel. When we heal ourselves, we heal our, heal our communities. And when we have open dialogue and conversations like this freely, that's how we heal others because we never know who's going to be watching this. It's so important to talk about mental health, but mental, not just mental illness, but mental wellness and emotional wellness is, is such an amazing show. And when Kiki said doing this, I was like, definitely, because this, yeah. is, this is about, about healing, healing us. You know, healing everybody, but of course, I have a passion for the Black community. And I think it's so important to have open discussions, like honor to be amongst these amazing women. And you too, too. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you You're so much welcome. for joining. It's an honor yes. and surely a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Dr. Anna. Thank you for having me here on Truth Talks TV. I am a therapist and I work with uh, uh, a wide variety of um, mental issues that are affecting our community. Um, I deal with our young people as well as the elder ones. Um, again, I think this is a, a topic that needs to be discussed over and over and over again. Uh, we see a lot of suicides that's happening. We mm -hmm. see a lot of behaviors that's occurring in the school due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that parents need to talk to their kids about. We should talk to our neighbors about the church should oh, be yeah. talking. This is something that should be discussed and not kept quiet. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you very us. much. Last but certainly not least, we have, I wanna call her something else, but I'll just say what I see. She know what I mean. <laughs> say what you see. We have Sharon Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kiki and Nicole, for having me on Truth Talks as well. I am Sharon J. Lawrence. I am the therapist for therapists and also known as the self-care preneur. I, I provide therapy to other therapists, professionals, and couples. And I focus on caregivers as well, making sure that they understand that they are not exempt from life. And that mm -hmm. stuff happens and we have to take care of ourselves the same way that we're caring for others. So I'm excited to be here to talk a little bit more about how you self-prioritize and you make sure that you understand that stuff comes at you like anyone else. Um, and so it's about taking care of yourself and not feeling guilty about it. Um, I am the owner of Sailor Wellness and Therapeutic Services, um, a virtual practice based out of Maryland and Florida. Awesome. Yes. awesome. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. You got, you <laughs> we got some heavy hitters here. Yes, we do. Man. I tell you, it's an honor to be able to chat with you ladies today. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so last season, um, we had a lot of requests about expounding more and doing more episodes on mental health. So we were brainstorming on how we can do it and who we can include, like different people, different age groups, different backgrounds. And yeah. so here we are. So. We're talking about mental health, understanding mental health. Yes. And if we can start with Miss um, Sharon, how can you, how would you explain mental health to someone? I always tell people that mental health, everyone has mental health, but not everyone has a mental illness. Mm 
And I think mm. a lot of times when people are referring to mental health, they often, they clump it all together with mental illness. It's just like we all have physical health, but not everyone has a physical illness. Mm -hmm. um, we all know from our experts on the panel with me, we know one in five people, according to NAMI, have um, a mental health diagnosis. Um, but when you talk about mental health, it's about the wellness, the overall wellness of your mind, your body, your soul. But mental illness is referring to those things that disrupt life, if you will, you know, your ability to function fully in different areas. And that can be anxiety, depression, um, schizophrenia, you know, it could be an adjustment to grief, you know, and, you know, having a major loss in your life. So it shows up in a different way where you're not mm -hmm. able to fully function. And if we could say that in layman's terms, you know, mm -hmm. to, to help people understand. Yeah. Wow. I like that distinction that you made, mental health versus mental illness. And I think sometimes when people hear the terminology mental health, they freeze up like, oh, nothing's wrong with me. Yes. You know, and it's Defense. like, well, we're not saying something's wrong. With you. We're just saying that mental health is real and applicable to everyone. Yes. You know, so thank you for breaking that down. Um, Dr. Anna um, or Ms. Kendall, Lanise, anything and you want to add to that or anything from your personal experience that you'd like to um, add to that point? as well? Well, I, I also think in, in mental health is how we think, um, how mm -hmm. we feel, how we act is the overall picture of our well-being. And a lot of times people don't associate mental well-being with everything. It's the physical, the spiritual, the natural, you know, all that comes into place and it all impacts us at different points in our life. And sometimes there are highs and sometimes there are lows, but it's mm -hmm. how we move forward um, that really counts. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. And a lot of people don't understand. And I love that distinction uh, because people do, when you think about mental health and emotional health and well-being, it is about how you, how you feel, how you act, how you respond. Oftentimes people want to shy away from it because they think you're saying that they may have a mental illness right. or a deficiency in some area. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I do think that that's a very valid point as it relates to, you know, the distinction and having these open, honest yes. conversations. I think that's very important. And I appreciate you for being so candid, all, all of you ladies, for sharing this because it is about the whole being. It is about health yeah. in general and, and, and an important thing to notice or distinct. Uh, an important distinction to make rather is that mm -hmm. it's interconnected. Yes. We cannot just separate one from the other. Right, you know, right. we are a whole being, <laughs> you know, we may, we may or may not be healed or completely whole in the sense, but as a whole person, we have different entities and aspects yes. of who we are. And we can't just say, you know, and, and, and I'll even be honest to say when I go to the gym, Oh, I just want to make my stomach flatter. Well, it kind of yes. doesn't work that way. You right. kind of got to, you know, your right. arms, right. your face, your legs, mm -hmm. your, you right. know, it were one body, you know, cardio affects the whole body. Yes. So, you know, right. um, even with mental health. And you health can't go and... to the doctor. Like you can't go to the doctor and say, you know what I'm worried about, you know, let me go to the doctor, my annual appointment or my monthly appointments. And then you forget about the mental, you forget about the inside. But That's people right. always, I go to the doctor all the time. I go get my physicals for the essence of who you are. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's important. I think that's very important to make sure that we focus on the entire being yes. um, and not to negate some of the other points or factors that we think of or may think of as less important. You know, I know we, we make the joke like uh, when you when you want to get married, you run to the pastor, you run to the church. And then when you want to get a divorce, you run to the courthouse. You know, it's like, right. well, wait a second. You know, we can't just pull on one thing for this reason and mm-hmm. pull on another direction. for You know, we have to be conscious of us being one complete whole body interconnected mm-hmm. different things that really make up the essence of who God created us to be. Yes. So I, I yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thank mm-hmm. you for even starting us off in this brilliant or, or uh, wonderful uh, conversation. Um, Dr. Sharon, um, as it relates to the difference between mental health and um, mental illness. Now I wanted to touch on, I know we wanted to touch on some of the common illnesses that we see mm-hmm. uh, depression, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, one major one, um, suicide, anxiety, yeah. Yeah. those bipolar, I, bipolar. Yeah. I feel, yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. are very prominent. And, you know, and, and one thing that I've noticed, even as a special educator in the classroom, they'll say, oh, this kid is bad. She must mm-hmm. have this. Or she right, must have. Right. And it's labels. like, well, why are we putting a label yeah. on the child and mm-hmm. you're calling them bad? And it just may be mm-hmm. ADHD. Yeah. They're not bad. Mm-hmm. And I because work in the school systems too. I work in the school yeah. system. I'm sorry to. I don't even want to to cut you off, but no, that no bothers me. About you, educate yeah, us. That, that yeah. bothers me. I, I'm an educator in the school system as well, elementary school, and the labels. We have to we have to stop that because the minute that someone has feel, and this happens in schools and outside of the schools, the minute someone has <laughs> feelings and emotions, a range yeah. of emotions are happy, sad, mad. You know, we know the primary emotions and the secondary emotions. Yes. But this is the thing. when If someone is happy today, mm-hmm. but sad tomorrow, it doesn't mean, we have to stop saying people are bipolar or if people get frazzled, they're manic or they're not. We, yeah. These are the yeah. labels that people put on people because you don't know the circumstances right. behind someone's, um, I don't even want to say, behavior, but someone's mood. Someone could be happy, but then something could happen when a child or adult goes home and tomorrow they're sad. They're Mm -hmm. not bipolar or man, you know, people want to diagnose other people uh, that don't even have a diagnosis. I think (laughs) that's right. Calling people crazy or something. That's what I want us to do as as a community. Even like when you think about the movie Soul Food or you think about a lot of black folks house with with cut with um with uncle p remember he was in the room yeah and back yep. in the day in my generation i'm 50 so in my generation people would say um oh they're crazy or they're touched or something's mm-hmm. wrong yeah and they would yeah. ignore it and call it that and not i'm with the yonla call a thing a thing whatever it is <laughs> yeah, if you're call what it is yeah. right if you're diagnosed but if you're undiagnosed or you don't even have that Find out what's wrong. What it is. Like someone mm-hmm. could be not clinically depressed, but they could be sad because someone passed away or they lost a job or they yes. had, you that's know, right. with the traumas, the big T's and the little T's, something could be going on. So that's why it's so important to have discussions, especially with our with our children, because I see it all the time. And, you know, have, you know, everyone has their their cases when we're talking about kids, whether it's an IEP or a 504 yeah. plan for them. Mm-hmm. And it kind of outlines them. So then when the next person sees it, even if it hasn't been updated or even if it's not all the way correct, 
then that's how that child is treated. So it's perpetuating the um, what's going on instead of healing the child. And I see that happen a lot in school. And you know, know, it's interesting that you say that. um, And I I appreciate you for saying that because I personally, and I know this is going a little off topic, but Mm -hmm. I personally have, I guess, a biased opinion as it relates to IEPs and just all of it. I mean, I remember working for, I think it was my first classroom where they said, okay, Miss Queen, we're going to give you uh, the classroom with the students that have, um, you know, aut- uh, are diagnosed with autism. So, you know, and, and I go in there and I'm thinking, oh, okay. And a lot of these children have different, um, you know, or mixed illnesses, if you will. So they'll have this plus something else. And and I think within a week they said, okay, you got to get ready for the IEP meeting. You got to do that. And I said, well, I don't even know this child. How am I supposed mm-hmm. to update it? But because mm-hmm. of the law, you've got to make sure you write it. Make sure it's current. Make exactly. sure, and I'm sitting there thinking, I had a 75 page IEP. I said, wow. this is my first week here. I Your have folders no are clue. Thick. Oh, yes. <laughs> they mm-hmm. are extremely thick. But see, mm-hmm. it started to get me thinking. I truly believe that there is no real cookie cutter method of teaching every child. So in my opinion, my humble opinion, I feel like every child, it needs an IEP, but not from the sense of what the, the government recognizes yeah. it, meaning as something's wrong with you, Agreed. but more so from the standpoint of this is how you treat or teach this specific yes. child, not Agreed. IEP with the stigma of yeah. something's wrong, but um, you know, I'll even change the, the, the acronym IP individualized plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. this is how this child best learns. This is their learning style, their modalities. This is, you know, and the, or they come from this, uh, situation or they may be you know a lot of my students were from group homes and so we would do a check-in how are you feeling today if Mm -hmm. they're angry okay cool I understand now how to you know I may make you the line leader today or just do some things to cheer you up to kind of help you become more open to learning today Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to fighting everything I say today you know you're calling the student I don't want to answer I don't want to do my homework I don't want to well in that moment I need to give them a little more love you know I couldn't really lay hands and pray over students in the classroom but you know (laughs) I can show the love of Jesus Christ in the classroom so I feel like every student needs that opportunity to have an individualized opportunity if you will to learn yes and so that teachers can say that this is how the student best receives yes i know one of my students learned her name she learned the alphabet you saw wow i mean i couldn't (laughs) sing everything but you know (laughs) we taught based upon that (laughs) learning style Mm -hmm. um another student he was very kinesthetic so he'd be jumping around doing jumping jacks and you know the kids that do i'm sorry i'm hitting stuff the kids at the fiddle and the touching it and the students and teachers say oh Mm -hmm. they're being so bad no they're not not. the puppets help that helps. Them. I give them things to squeeze. Yeah. I have you know, a sensory room. They could tap their feet. They could, but they were focused. They were mm-hmm. listening. And mm-hmm. so the moment you say you're bad, you're right. being disrespectful. Now it's like you're giving them a label, and they may eventually act out that right. label. Right. You know, yeah. that and wasn't because if everyone's yeah, calling me a, that, well, let right. me just show out and Thank be that you. because yeah. when yeah. I'm trying to be something different, you pull back. You pull me back into that instead of. Yeah. How about saying hello, good morning? How how was your day? Yeah, that totally changes the trajectory of Absolutely. that day. Hey, did you eat breakfast? Because it could be something as simple as they didn't eat breakfast. Definitely. So they're that way. Or, you know, it could it's so I totally, totally agree with you. Totally. Yeah, and I, I agree with that, too. I actually recently had a conversation with a friend who's a teacher, mm-hmm. and she said one of her students who does have an IEP 
lashed out that y'all think I'm stupid anyway. Basically, teachers oh. think because they label some teachers label the students or you have students oh, in a classroom who are aware that yeah. a child has an IEP, which shouldn't be a thing either. Like, I know it is strange to have someone that accompanies you. I know some classrooms have a yeah. paraprofessional that's with mm -hmm. the student and it does look weird, but you got to find a better way where the student doesn't feel like targeted. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they realize it and I'm yeah. sure that that affects them more and affects their mental health even more. Yeah. And that's why they oftentimes don't disclose it or just say, oh, I'm just sleepy. I'd rather say I'm sleepy or sick than to say I can't read. Right, right. The dyslexia. Yes. You know, no one wants to admit that. Yes, yes. That or, they, or they'll act out in different ways. Right. But the, the whole object, objective of the IEP is to allow each child that has a learning disability or a learning yes. um, needs a, assistance. It's, a, it's for the teacher yes. to give their child that assistance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. turned around because of the, the judgmental decisions um, mm -hmm. of the teachers in the school, but it's not mm -hmm. the child itself, but it's still, exactly. it's, it's the school system in terms of how mm -hmm. they look at that IEP mm -hmm. instead, of it, instead of it being a tool for that child to learn and to be able to move forward. Then they, um, like you said, branded the child. So yeah. right. the objective of it is supposed to be what is, is, is supposed to be good. Well, how it got turned around again is the school system. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so, Doctor Lawrence, and Doc, oh, Dr. Lawrence, I, and I thank know, you. No, see, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, now that you said it, now that you said it, I'm sorry. I'm that, just saying what the Lord said. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because she know we be talking, but anyway, Doctor Lori, ask your question. Don't no, that just no, sound no, right? No, it just Sharon. sounds right. Yeah, but when right. I finish my doctorate, you can call me that. But call me Sharon, or call you know, just call me Sharon. I'm not gonna, you're not gonna give me. A I'll text it to you. You're gonna get a random text message to say Doctor Lawrence, and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> but from Where's your, your perspective. Well, from your perspective, I know, I know you probably, and I love that you said you're a therapist, a therapist. Yes. That just, Ain't that, oh, amazing? that just, that alone got me very excited because that those are often a forgotten bunch of people. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes me think about the caretakers or the teachers or the, yeah. it's like, well, who's a teacher of the teacher, you know? And um, one of my favorite uh, preachers, uh, Dr. Tony Evans, they say he's a preacher's preacher, you mm -hmm. know? So it's kind of like, I, um, I love to hear when people are saying like for those that are leading us people or caring for others let me care for you yeah. so i love yeah. that you said a therapist to the therapist and also um helping uh, other couples and so i'm pretty sure you get a very diverse group of people that come into your space and so i know from my perspective as a special educator there's so much i could do because everything is um everything is done from the perspective of uh teaching the child so certain conversations that I have with people are generally from the perspective of how does this affect their ability to learn? You know, and I know from your perspective is, okay, how do I affect your mind? You know, how do I help you in your emotions? So there's certain a limit that I could even go as a teacher. You know, we had social workers on staff, we had a therapist there, but to a certain degree, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could advocate, but so far for the student because of my background and because mm -hmm. of the limitation that was imposed upon me. So from your perspective, what would you say to a child who has been labeled or, uh, and I know we're talking about women, but 
I feel like a lot of times the women that we see are still the little child on the inside right. that's still hurting. Right. They so, never got the attention that they needed. Absolutely. So what would you say to that branded person that has had a label all their life? Mm -hmm. You're this, you're that, you're right. this, you're that, you know, and trying to come to grips with their mental health. Um, because I do believe that some mental illnesses weren't there initially and right. that certain situations yep. were imposed upon them. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, uh, well, not imposed, but inf they were influenced. Um, I know with bipolar, there's, I think it's bipolar one and two, and then one could be, um, I think one's hereditary and the other is, I, I want to say circum uh, not circumstantial, but trauma induced, if I'm, if I'm speaking correctly. Um, so what, what, what would you say to those people who've been termed with these, these, mm -hmm. these branded statements, if you will, um, that are trying to, I guess, escape that, uh, that, that pressure of just, carrying something that they're like I you know I don't feel loved I feel judged already okay. you know okay. you're supposed to be helping okay. me but all right so let, yeah. let me let me start with um so the first <laughs> thing is you know when I'm working with my clients I I first want to know what happened to them and mm, I think good. for many individuals a lot of people like I think Kendall was saying earlier to, to sum it up is that you know people often look at the behavior like what's wrong with you um, and so when individuals are coming in, I look at it from that adverse childhood experience, not just looking at, you know, what's happening in the moment, but I want to know what happened to them. What was their upbringing like? You know, I ask a lot of questions about their history, their relationships, because that's going to tie into what they're walking in the room with, what are they carrying mm. with them at that moment? Mm. And so that be exploring and, and seeing what type of historian they are in terms of what they choose to share with me and by finding out what has happened to them can speak volumes to how they see themselves or what may be going on physically mm -hmm. um i'm a firm believer um dr bessel van der Kolk talks about this a lot where if you've gone through trauma your body if it hasn't been dealt with if the trauma has not been dealt with is going to manifest in the body <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and yep. so that's the adverse childhood experiences component yeah. if you do a screening every level it goes up to 10 but every level mm -hmm. can represent an element in your body um and mm. so when you have people wow. coming in i want to know what happened and my first question is also when was your last physical so i'm not just looking mm -hmm. at what they think about the situation i want to make sure that there's no other physical conditions that may be manifesting as well so that we can look at things holistically but I want them to also hear themselves telling that story for the first time. A lot of times yeah. when they come in, that's their first time talking through it. Yeah. And when they start hearing stuff like that's the first time I've said that, or this is the first time I felt safe mm -hmm. sharing this information. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to just start there, because you can't just say, you know, hey, what, what do you think about this label? What, what label do you have for them? It's not so much the label, it's the pain yeah, that's um, good. They're experiencing and being yeah. able to tap into how we can start rewriting that narrative for them to start to like heal it. and to move forward. And, and in some cases, they may have to accept what has happened in the past to be able to move forward. Like, what is yeah. the recommitment to themselves to move forward and heal? But it's a lot of work. It is. Good. Yeah. I appreciate you for sharing that. Yes. Um, wow. It, 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 and, and, you know, and like we said, this, I, I truly believe that conversations and topics such as these right. definitely require consistency, awareness. And I know a lot of uh, groups and community groups and mm -hmm. different platforms 
intend on having this open dialogue so that we can continue. And so thank you everyone for joining because we are going to continue this yes. conversation. So I know that uh, we've, 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 we've kind of tapped into some things yes, and we started yes. to talk about what nice it's like to nice introduction mm -hmm. about understanding mental health and, you know, branding, if you will, or labeling students um, or, or just individuals in general mm -hmm. and just that whole stigma attached to words. Cause yes. I think that words, yeah. and like you said, rewriting the narrative, mm -hmm. that's powerful. Yes. I like so that. I, I, I really like do. I really like that because, what people say about you and their perception of you could just be literally their perception. That's true. And to diagnose and you, someone that's not diagnosed. And that's that, a good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to to dig yeah. into. So, Dr. Anna, how would you how would you help rewrite a narrative of someone who comes to the office and has a low self-esteem or just been through you're you're trying to dig through, help them dig through their issues? How do you help them to rewrite their narrative without causing Ooh. further offense? Um, actually, the the rewriting co comes on their on their part. Mm -hmm. um, I basically talk, and they will or ask questions and had, get them to go back to when the depression started or mm -hmm. when they think it started. Sometimes I like to go back even farther than that to to childhood age um, to see if anything occurred back then to get them to start to connect the dots for themselves. If they can find out what occurred back then or what is causing the de depression now, a lot of times we hold things in our hearts that have happened to us a long yes. time ago. Oh, yes. And we don't let it out until we're 10, 15 years oh, later. Yeah. And by that time it's devastated. <laughs> we got high blood pressure, yeah. got all kinds of things. Right. That's all going kinds. On. So if we try to get them to connect. Okay, well, look, let's, let's walk through this step by step and see what actually occurred. When did you actually start thinking that you were depressed? Does it connect it to something else? Is there a red flag? Is there a trigger which caused that to, to get them to start thinking mm -hmm. for themselves? And once mm -hmm. we get that established, then we start thinking about, okay, so how do we respond to the depression? Mm -hmm. How we come with a proactive approach to dealing with the depression or whatever mm -hmm. else may be manifesting? Because, you know, one spirit don't travel by itself. I'm sorry. Hey, that's right. That's, right. Right. that's there, true now. The spirits that, come, that, that attack and, and travel together. Mm -hmm. So to get them to come up with a proactive um, strategy that they can do, not one that I set for them, because mm -hmm. what I set right. for them, they may not can do, but what mm -hmm. they can do themselves. That's good. That's awesome, Ooh, awesome. That is so good. Ooh. I hate to stop you right there. But unfortunately, we are going to have to pick up and continue with our lovely guests yes. on another. We'll just, I guess we could just call it part two. Right, part two. Of our uh, understanding um, mental, health. mental health and just learning how to cope and to deal. So yes. thank you so much for joining us for Truth Talk TV. Make sure you stay tuned for next week. We'll be come right back with our wonderful guests to continue to dig deeper into this very I want to say intense, yes, powerful topic. Yes. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week.